I'm telling you that wellness starts with the right frame of mind. That's where it starts. It's not everything. It's not every single thing, but that's where it starts. The right frame of mind. Glory to Jesus. We are the healed now in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Well, tonight we are continuing in our series. We haven't been on it in a while because we, I don't know, we've been, well, there was Thanksgiving and then our party, and so it's been a few weeks since we've been on our series, Spirit of Truth. And um, I'm going to just kind of put together a some some pieces of some things we've we've already talked about to reiterate some things that God wants to drive home. I want to read our uh, our main one of our foundation texts, but our main foundation text, um, <clears throat> and it's in. In John chapter 14. And he said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And verse 26 of the same chapter says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. All things. He said that he would give us another helper, right? Somebody to help us. He was the first helper. The Holy Spirit is the second helper. And he's here to truly to help us in all things. And he's here also to teach us all things. Why? Because he knows everything. There's not anything that that God doesn't know. He knows everything about everything, right? So why would we want to be taught anything but from Him? He knows everything about everything, and everything I need to know in life, He's got it. And He's my helper, and so I've got to work with Him. Amen? Um, Put put my my quote up there that I'm going to read. Um, and I want, you to, I want you to think about this tonight. <clears throat> Just, you know, maybe somebody says it's a play on words, but, but I think it's absolutely true, and you'll see it in, the, in a few of the verses we're going to talk about tonight. When I work for God, I wear out. When I work with God, I'm at rest and peace. When I work for Him, you'll wear out. Because many times there's an attitude or a mentality that I have to do these things for God. All I have to do is what He tells me to do, right? And that's what I want to be involved in. I want to be involved in what he's telling me to do so I'm working with him, not for him. Amen? So, with that in mind, just follow with me as I I read some scripture tonight. 
In Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. So, think about it. These are two questions I'm going to ask you tonight. What's best, Holy Spirit help or my ability and knowledge without Him? The answer to that question is, it's the Holy Spirit's help. doesn't mean we can't have knowledge. We need knowledge. We need understanding about things. But it's not just my ability to gain knowledge that's enough if I'm not allowing, I'm not working with Him in what I'm gaining. So the, the knowledge that I'm gaining in life, the understanding and the abilities that I'm developing in life, God wants me to be doing it alongside of Him, not me doing my own thing, and at times I kind of confer to Him after I've screwed everything up and it's not working and then I need His help. And all through the Bible, there's people that did that all the time. And we don't want to be those people. Everybody say, I'm not. We're not not those who live just according to what we know. There's a lot of people, I hear this a lot out there, and you hear, you see it pretty much in mainstream media. Mainstream media, the part of mainstream media that doesn't like Christians for whatever reason, doesn't really matter. I mean, they, they don't know us. I mean... To know me is to like me. Hmm? Right. I mean, they just don't know us. So, but mainstream media um, makes it look like we're a bunch of weaklings because we put our faith in something we can't see. That, you know, we're spineless, we can't do it on our own, we're, we're not strong enough to do those kind of things. I hear those kind of comments all the time. And when I hear it, you know, I used to, I used to, have an attitude towards people that thought that, but not anymore. They just don't understand, you know? And actually, makes me want to pray for them because uh, they're set up for a disaster. You can't make it here without the helper helping. Not, not effectively. Not really. Not really fulfilling. You know why? Because in this life, you will wear out unless the helper is helping and you're working alongside what he's doing and gleaning from him and getting from him, you will wear yourself out. That's why a lot of people go to the grave prematurely and early. Because they wear out. Because they're working for him instead of with him. Everybody say, I work with him. That's right. We're not wearing out. Romans 8 and verse 14. There's a part of this in these three verses of Scripture that I, <clears throat> I want to kind of drive home tonight. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, sons and daughters of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. For the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So, if you're a child of God, if you're a son of God, you're a daughter of God, you must be led by the Spirit. Everybody say, I'm a child. child. 
children of God, to be real children of God, they have to be led by the Spirit of God. See, when my children were little and young, you know, if they're, I mean, if you're going to be my child, you're going to do what I say. If you're going to be my child and you're, going to, you're not going to rebel and go around, you may try it, but you're not getting away with it because if you're my child, you're going to do what I say, right? So if we're children of the living God, then we've got to be led by Him. We can talk about it all day long, but if we don't know what that means and we don't know how to be led, then we can just talk about being children of God, but we're not on the receiving end of the benefits of being can you say amen? So the question is, in our lives, and we have to, we have to understand this, and this is what I kind of want to drive home tonight, about how to yield to that leading, you know, uh, of the Holy Spirit. The question is, who's leading you? You know, um, um, your family traditions can lead you. Well, that's, you know, why are you doing that? Well, you know, mama did that, grandma did that, so on and on and on. So family could be leading you. Politics can lead people, right? They make decisions based on, you know, who they are and what's, what's their identification in politics. I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, I make my decision based on that. A lot of other things in life lead people, and the question is, who's leading you? Is God your own abilities, your knowledge? People gain knowledge all the time. People with 14 degrees and, and all this understanding that they think that they have, but there's no help from the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to make a point about that. Is knowledge bad? Are degrees bad? No. None of that's bad. But a degree's no good if the helper wasn't helping you get it. You know what I'm saying? And, well, let me back up. You may have gotten a degree and then you found the helper, okay? So it doesn't mean that your degree was bad. I'm just saying what was acquired with, from the degree is no good if he's not in the midst of the knowledge that you have because he's got to tweak some things that at university they didn't teach you. Because most universities don't teach you how to be led by the Holy Ghost. And if I'm a child of God and I'm declaring that I am, I'm born again, I have to be led by the Spirit of God. That's what he said, right? Have to be led. <clears throat> Fear can lead people. People that are offended in life can be led by offenses. It'll destroy your life. You have to be, you have to be fear and offense free. And only the Holy Spirit can help you be set free of that because all of us have faced fears of, of many different types. All of us have been offended at one time or another. All of us probably sitting in here today have the potential to be offended with all kinds of things. Would you say amen to that? Yeah. No question. But if that's leading you, it will destroy you. In other words... You will not be on the receiving end of what being led by the Spirit of God produces. Because the Spirit of God will teach you how to overcome the offense, how to be delivered of the fear. 
how to walk in love. Perfect love casteth out all fear. All those things will be revealed to you how to do it if you develop the ability to hear him and be led by him. Sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Can you say amen? So, so we, so as we've been talking about this in the, in the series, I feel like one of, one of the main aspects of this is that we have to know how to be trained to hear and be led. It, it, it has to be a constant thing. I, I've, I mean, I've been saved for 40 plus years, 43 years I've been saved, and I'm still learning how to yield at different times because I, you know, I, I can look over here and say, you know, I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm led in this area right here, you know, and you can camp out in where you're led and not be led in, you know, a dozen other areas of your life. I don't want to do that. I want to be led in everything. And every time I realize I've made a decision or I've done something and I've not, I, I, I'm not yielded to the person of the Holy Spirit within, I want to make that change, and I do all the time. I live that way all the time. I want to know. I want to hear. I want to constantly be listening to what he's saying to me in here. See, but when you're, when you're working for God, you're not listening in here. When you're living and working with God, you're always yielding and waiting and, and, and patiently hearing and listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you before you make decisions. With all the knowledge we have, remember, he knows everything about everything. He knows everything about everything, and he came here to teach us about everything he knows. Woo! I mean, how can we lose? It's a win-win. You cannot lose when the one that knows everything about everything lives on the inside of it, and he's here, his job is to teach us everything that he knows. Well, you just never know what God's going to do. That's a lie from the pit of hell. If you've ever said that, slap yourself every time you say it. No, 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 no. We can know, right? But you'll be spending the rest of your life here on earth and beyond Learning how to do that. I can know everything because he knows everything about everything. And he's been sent to teach me everything that he knows. So it's, it'll never end. Never. Everybody say never. I mean it'll never end. Amen. <clears throat> so we must be trained to make decisions from within. I'm going to say it again. We must be trained to make decisions from within. Say it one more time. We must, we must allow ourselves to be trained to make decisions from inside of us. We must. <clears throat> Two conditions that keep you from hearing and being led, two conditions. One, the lack of knowledge. And two, is pride. That's what keeps us from being able 
to hear and then make decisions from within. Lack of knowledge of the Word of God and pride keep you from hearing and being led and being able to make decisions from within. Those two things. But when you pray and practice, when you pray and practice being led and learning to hear, you know what's right because of what Romans said about the witness that I have. I was telling somebody the other day, they were, somebody was actually on, on the phone, as a long distance, long distance call, there's no such thing anymore. <laughs> it's, it's long distance, it's a long way away, but there's no more charge to it. Um, but I was talking to somebody on the phone and they were asking me about, about this, about, you know, how, how do you know that something is the will of God? How do you know that God has said something to you? And, you know, I told them, I said, you know what? If I, if I could explain that with words, I mean, I can, and I told him several things and showed, said several things to him that the words said about it, but I said, if I, could, if I could bottle that, I could make millions off of it. But the price for it's already been paid. And I have to become convinced that I can hear a voice that you can't hear with these ears. I have to become convinced that there is a voice inside of me that's telling me things and showing me things and, and, a, and a witness. That, 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 that the key to it is it, it becomes this witness, this knowing that I know about a situation because I'm practicing it I'm praying, I'm developing it, and what happens is it evolves. And see, what's so difficult about that is the knowledge and the training that we've gotten from university is that if you get enough knowledge and you know something, then you know it, okay? Well, with God and the Holy Spirit, I, I may know something, okay, but the next thing He wants to reveal to me, I've got to learn to know and be aware of his voice, his presence, that knowing that says this is right, not based on the knowledge here, but the knowledge on the inside of me. And it's different than the training that we've had there. So if, if my faith is in the knowledge that I have that I've just learned in the natural, okay, God takes the natural knowledge and he'll apply it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be educated. You should. And you should develop education and all that. But you need Him. If you're born again today and you're, you're developing more education, there's no greater time to become really smart when He helps you learn what you're learning. I mean, you become really smart because He knows everything about everything. My goodness. He can help us do everything but... It all boils down to this inward witness of knowing that God has said this to me and this is right. When your head could be screaming, circumstances say something different, and God's saying, it's right. It's right. 
We have to know that. Can you say amen? So, <clears throat> so I, I want to I say, I want to re- I'm gonna, I got two other passages of scripture that I'm going to read, but I, but I want to throw several thoughts out there because I, I feel like it helps to drive my point home if I give you these thoughts and ideas. So here's, here's the next question. So how are you making decisions, okay? So are we individually, are we making decisions in life based on our experiences? We do, but is that the best way? No, because your experiences can lead you astray. Can you say amen to that? Second thing is, do we, do we make decisions just based on the knowledge that we have about a specific thing? Well, knowledge is good, but is that the best? No, I just told you what the best was, the witness. Third thing, do we... Make decisions based on the understanding that we have from, you know, the brain that God gave us. You know, God gave me a brain, I should be able to figure it out. Ever heard that statement? Ever said it? You know, ah, this led by the Spirit kind of thing, you know, and and all that. I mean, God gave me a brain and gave me common sense. Yeah? But if the Holy Spirit doesn't help you to navigate your, with your common sense, your common sense will lead you right over the side of a cliff. Wipe you out. <laughs> That's not the best way to make decisions. Can you say amen? <clears throat> so, mistakes are made by, by, by gaining knowledge of something, doing research, but not conferring with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say it again. Huge mistakes are made by gaining knowledge, like I had said to you earlier, you can do research in something. You, you, you may decide to go into business in a certain area. Uh, I, I knew a friend one time that, that uh, was going into business, and so he went and decided where the best place in the United States to start this business was. And um, so he figured out the demographics, and, and he, he felt like it was in this place because population was the most, this, that, and the other, and all those demographics are good. Anybody ever done studies like that? I didn't say they're bad, okay? My deal is, are, are you doing those with the help of the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit may say, well, demographics are best right here, but you're going to excel here. And maybe the population's not as much or this or whatever, but I'm telling you, he knows. And what he'll do as you're studying, as you're developing, he'll show you things about where you're supposed to go and lead you to what you're supposed to do. He'll show you those things and cause you to excel in ways you never even dreamed. So so did you hear what I said tonight? Did you hear me say it's wrong to do studies like that? Just let the Holy Spirit help you do the studies. Then there's no end to it. So now we're not making decisions based on our own abilities. We're making decisions with the help of the one that knows everything about everything. <laughs> He's the greatest business guy there is. 
Huh? I'm telling you what. You know what the Bible says we are? We're co-laborers. You know what that means? That means an equal business partner. Hmm? What's a what's the business where you're equal partners? Yeah, but no, the other one. LLC. That equal partner LLC. Okay? You, you, you have as much invested as the other person. Well, God invested it all, but he calls us his equal partner. <laughs> Man, you didn't have to invest anything. Just, be, just agree. And, and you, know what he, you know what he's saying to us? Okay, just agree that when it comes time to making decisions, that you're getting the decision that you're making for me. And so that means we have to all along be developing our ability to listen and pay attention and bear witness to what's right. See, because how many know God will not force you to do anything? Zero. He will never force you. It's my choice. I'm choosing to do it his way. How about you? Amen. James 4, 6. <clears throat> but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So we talked about in one of these series that, that the Spirit of the Lord is the Spirit of grace. So the Spirit of grace gives you grace and favor. But to those who think they can do it on their own, listen to me. Come here, Corey. So, do you think God is like this? Okay, so I'm God and you're moving towards me. Come on. You think God is like this? No. No, that's not God. But the Bible says he resists. Okay? He resists. You know how? How does he resist? By my choices. So what, look, thanks. so what it looks like is that God is doing this when my choice is to walk in pride and think that I know better. Remember, he's the one that knows everything about everything, but I know better in this situation. Yeah, I'll do that with God, but right here we got to figure this dude out. Dangerous. And so what it looks like is God's resisting you, but what's happening is because the promises can't kick in when I stay in pride, then it looks like I'm being resisted. Why would I want to do that when he gives me double grace? The spirit of grace gives me grace and favor. <laughs> Why? Well, we're learning, right? Come on, someone shout amen. We're learning. Glory to God. Remember what I said, my quote that I put up there? When I work for God... I wear out. When I, work, when, when I work for God, I wear out. When I work with God, grace and peace, peace and joy, peace in everything, right? Peace and rest, peace in everything. I mean, everything of God, is, it comes on us and overtakes us. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Enter into my place of rest. How, how, how do we do that? By the choices that we make to listen and develop the ability to make decisions from inside of us and not off the top of our head.
And I, I mean, I can just testify to you that that's a full-time job that takes you your whole life. So, be patient. Amen? Don't be in a hurry. Where are you going? Come on. Just be patient. It's happening. Like the song we sing lately every Sunday, when it doesn't appear like it's working, it's working. Oh, it's working. His word's working. Oh, it's working. Oh, my gosh. Whew. Oh. Oh. Man. Psalm 81 and verse 10. I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation. For it was I, the Lord your God, who rescued you from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it with good things. But no, my people wouldn't listen. My people wouldn't gain more knowledge. No. He said, my people wouldn't listen. Israel did not want me around. So I let them follow their own stubborn desires. That's what happens with us. Living according to their own ideas. Oh, that my people would listen to me. Oh, that Israel would follow me. Walking in my paths. How quickly I would then subdue their enemies. How quickly I would then subdue their enemies. How quickly I would subdue their enemies. How quickly the enemy is defeated when we listen to him and do what he says. Can you say amen? How soon my hands would be upon their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe before him. They would be doomed forever, but I would feed you with the finest weed. I would satisfy you with with wild honey from the rock. All of those things, all the finest, the good things of life, the things that God wants to bless us with, but we have to do it His way. We have to develop, we have to spend more time in our life developing how to listen, how to yield to that inward witness instead of making decisions off the top of our head, something that seems right. Listen. If there's one scripture you need to get down inside of you, and I mean stick it in your pipe and smoke it and get it down inside of you, and that is, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is destruction. There's a way that seems right, that, they, that what he's saying is, is not right. And the only way you're going to know what is right, instead of saying, well, you just never know. No, the one that knows everything about everything lives on the inside of me and is revealing to me everything I need to know if I'm listening to it and spending time with him learning what he wants to show me. I'll just tell you today, you need a lot of help. You know, I used to, you know, we used to confess it and say it, and I've said it in this series, you know, I need help. I'm just telling you tonight, you need a lot of help. I need a lot of help. I didn't realize how much help I needed. I need a lot of help. I need it all the time. I can't take a break from 
yielding to that witness on the inside. I can't take a break from that. And I can't let offenses, I can't let fear of things, I can't let public opinion, I can't let family ideas and history and thoughts, I can't let what other people say or do to me. I mean, listen, you can't do anything about what anybody else on the planet does to you. You cannot do a thing. And the more you worry about that, you are not yielding to the Holy Spirit. You can't do a thing about what people do to you. What you can control is what you do and how you hear him. And as you do what he says, all these same things that he said would have happened to the children of Israel, they'll happen to you. How how did he say that? He said, how quickly I would then subdue their enemies. How quickly. Oh, that my people would listen to me. Yield to me. Pay attention to what I'm saying. Glory to Jesus. So, think about that and, and, and... you know, in, in reading that, or if you spend any time reading about the children of Israel, just think of how amazing that their journey could have been had they developed their ability to hear him and then do what he said. How amazing that their journey, that could have been six months to a year, maybe 12 months, I mean, maybe 14 months, maybe two years, whatever, but not 40 right? Didn't have to be. He led them out to lead them in. He didn't lead them out to leave them there. He led them out. The scripture says in Psalm, he led them out to lead them in. How amazing that could be. I'm just telling you, you have the potential to live an amazing life. And that's why you need to meditate on things like this that God said he would have done for them. What he's saying is, through Jesus Christ, I've already done it for you. Just receive it. And learn to listen to me. I got the plan. I'll show you how to carry it out. You carry it out. There's no end to what will happen in your life. I don't care. There's nothing in your life that can stop your destiny. Not a person. Not a situation. Not anything can stop your destiny. You're the only one that can stop your destiny. And that's you not getting the help from the helper. Only way. So... I think in one of the, in one of the, the nights, I, I use this, this as an example. Um, everybody was a toddler at some time, and some of us have raised toddlers. Some of us are raising toddlers right now, right? And what's one of the most popular statements from a toddler? Well, that's, that's a good one. But another one is, uh, me do it. Hmm? No, 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 me do it. And a lot of times it's like when you're feeding them. No, 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 me do it. <laughs> and they hit an eye and, you know, into their tooth. And it goes all over them. No, me do it. And you need to keep that picture because every time me do it and not him do it, 
and not him give you what to do in the way to do it and not allowing, you're not allowing him to help you, then you got food in the face and in the eyes and all over you. And God doesn't want us to live like that. So what I've found is the simplest way to, you know, so you're hearing this word tonight. It doesn't mean that this word related to everything in your life. But if there's something that you know that could change, the greatest thing you can do is repent to God. Everybody say repent. Okay? Repent. Right? And, and what repentance is about is acknowledging, God, I've, I've tried to do this in this area. It's not working. And nothing that I would do with your information and your power and ability would end up the way I see it right now. So I repent, and I just declare today, I need your help like never before. There's, I'll tell you what, there's not a more powerful statement and prayer and confession that you can make in your life than that one right there. Father, I repent for doing it my way and not hearing from you. Now remember, God's not going to do it for you. You're waiting for God to do it. You're waiting until hell freezes over. He's not the doer. He's the helper. Where helping us is concerned. We're co-laborers. It's my responsibility to hear, get the whole game plan, and then walk it out. It's my job to walk it out. But if I'm walking out my ideas, the end is destruction. What, what did he say in the Psalms there? He said, uh, I know it was there. So I let them follow their own stubborn desires, living according to their own ideas. So, if you've been doing that, Father, I repent, and I'm acknowledging tonight I need your help. I promise you, you don't need a master's degree to figure out how to do that. Hmm? But, if you learn how to get his help you think he doesn't have a scroll of degrees? He's the creator of the degrees. He's got it all. He knows everything about everything. I mean, he's the smartest. I hate to call him a person, but he's the smartest being that there is. I mean, I mean, there's him and then all the rest of us about, you know, 50 light years away. That's how smart he is. He's got it all. He's got it all. There's nothing we can't accomplish in this life. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Nothing. So, everybody just close your eyes. And if you need to repent, if you need to repeat this, this repentance after me, I want you to say this. If you don't need to, then don't say it. But I, if this relates to you, I want you to repeat this after me. Just close your eyes so you're not looking around and just say this right now. Lord, I repent right now 
and I ask you to help me. Lord, I receive your help in my life now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you take that serious, it'll change your life. I, 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 don't, I can't tell you how that statement right there has changed my life multiple times. When I came to the end of myself in something or I tried, something didn't work out, Anything in your life that has not worked out, it wasn't God's plan. Not working out is not part of his DNA. Everything works out. That just means we got to tweak some things here and there and whatever. It doesn't matter. He's not freaked out about it. So let's don't be freaked out about it. Let's repent and acknowledge to him how much we need his help. And then learn place to what he's trying to show you in the things that you do. And I'll just add this to it. We'll talk some more about it next, next Wednesday. Every time I do anything, every time I'm going to make a decision about something, I pray in the Spirit and I ask God. I pray Ephesians 1 over myself multiple times a day, over you, but over myself, over my wife speak over my wife and I, my wife and I pray that together every day. And the reason I pray it is because I want his understanding in whatever I've got to do. I've got to think things through, right? I've got to gain knowledge of things. I've got to do my due diligence on my part, but I've got to do it with his help so that it's effective and it produces. Can you say amen? And, and I'm just telling you, when you do anything, you say, well, I, don't, I just don't know how this is going to work. So begin to thank him. Instead of voicing it, you don't know how it's going to work, begin to thank him. Lord, I thank you that your word is true. I thank you I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and understanding. And I thank you for the wisdom and understanding in this situation that I'm dealing with right now. I promise you God's faithful to his word. He's faithful to his word. So never start any project that you're doing without asking God for help. I'll become a fix-it guy around my house thanks to YouTube. Huh? Anybody else? But I don't put my faith in YouTube. I put my faith in God. I can't tell you how many projects I figured out and I worked out. Even when I couldn't understand what they were saying or how to do it, the Holy Spirit showed me how to do it. He, he, he's, 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 he's it. So I gained my knowledge and I learned from other people, but at the end of the day, he's the one with the bag of goodies because he knows everything.